0: what is going on family members welcome back it is wednesday it is november 24th the day before thanksgiving uh before we get started just want to wish everybody happy thanksgiving obviously hope uh you spend real spend quality time with your family um or friends if you don't have uh family in the area whatever the case might be i got a great show for you guys today um we got two of the the best football minds NFL and and college especially which is what we're gonna focus on today uh got my guy mo as you already know him from the up in flames uh and our guy Stu um if you remember a few months ago he he unfortunately for him he took an l on this show when we debated you know he called alex Smith a bust um despite him essentially taking the team to the Super Bowl um so here we go uh we're gonna be talking college football playoff They just came out last night. Um, Some controversy. Some people like them. Some people don't. Um, But with that, you already know what time it is. This is I'm Cruz, and this is Cruz Island. So like i said i got my guy mo got my guy Stu. how's it going guys what's, good? Right?
1: what's, what's going on
0: um you know we're back i it's my first time doing a show in uh in a hot minute um but and i wasn't even gonna do a show today i got thanksgiving tomorrow i got duty tomorrow i was in focus on that get ready for that but our our, our group chat lit up last night So, college football power rankings um, we had Georgia number one, Ohio State number two, uh, Bama number three, and Cincinnati, which a lot of people aren't fans of, at number four. Um, then moving up to number four because Michigan State got mollywhopped by Ohio State. Um, so first off, initial reaction, Mo, what did you think when you when you saw the rankings one through four?
1: The only thing that did kind of surprise me was that Ohio State jumped Bama. Uh I didn't know if they were going to make that move yet, like with Ohio State having a big game, like number two versus number five, Michigan, or number three versus number five. It doesn't really change what this rivalry is. Pretty much, obviously, one of the biggest rivalries in sports, whether you think it's the biggest or not, whatever. But it's one of the biggest rivalries in sports, regardless of sport. And it's the top five matchup. So, you know, I was surprised that, you know, they gave Ohio State the clout for beating Michigan State this week. I thought they were still going to make Ohio State prove it. They smacked Purdue out of the rankings, essentially. Uh, a very, like, you want to say I overrated Purdue, but, like, Purdue had beat Iowa when they were number two at the time and de- did beat Michigan State when they were number three at the time. So they did have some strong wins on their resume regardless of what we thought about them. So I, just, I was surprised that they jumped. But other than that, like, I expected it to be Georgia 1, Bama 2, Ohio State 3, uh, Cincinnati 4. Like, it was inevitable that Cincinnati was going to jump in they were, what, number five last week? Like, nobody had played well enough to jump Cincinnati at number four, especially when you look at the matchups this week. So, like, you could put Michigan at number four if you want to, but, like, Ohio State and Michigan was going to determine that this week. So one of them essentially is going to be out of the college football playoff conversation anyway. So there's no point in putting both of them in the top four. Give Cincinnati their love. And they look amazing, right? We all look the, – the SMU game was circled on their schedule early. We figured that was going to be the best team they played outside of Notre Dame. We knew those were too important. SMU, you know, was ranked at one point during the season. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. And then the conference uh, is what, rivalry week this week and then conference championship. So you still have two weeks to right the ship if you're on the outside looking in. And Cincinnati has two weeks to continue to impress the committee. But I do think, like, based on what they were saying, I don't think Cincinnati controls their own destiny. So I, I do believe that Cincinnati could – and we've seen it before, go into, you know, uh, conference championship week, number four, conference championships are over, they win their conference, and they still not get in, depending on other results. I think certain teams could have, you know, like, we saw Ohio State do it in 2014, that's like my prime example, when they beat uh, Wisconsin, when they beat them 59-0, to and that got them in over Baylor or TCU. When both of them, Ohio State was ranked six prior to the conference championship, won 59-0, and that was enough for them to jump, so, I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, essentially over the next two weeks could do enough, uh, you know, to to jump Cincinnati, but I don't know if it'll happen. I I think the committee wants Cincinnati to win out, uh, and get their stake. So either a they could kick the the group of five out, uh, in its entirety, or they could prove a point. But it's also tough for Cincinnati because like their initial matchup isn't going to be. Ohio State or Alabama—it's going to be the team that's looked the best all year, looked better than literally everybody in Georgia. So it's—it it's, is a lopsided matchup, essentially. But anybody at that fourth spot against Georgia is probably a
0: lopsided matchup. So, yep. Stu, what did you think? I mean, I think
2: I think Mo said it. I think uh, Thanos said it best in Avengers Endgame. You can't avoid the inevitable, right? Like, I mean, it was inevitable that. Cincinnati was gonna get in. I I well looking at it now, I'm not mad about it. I haven't been mad about it because I think it's going to happen. I disagree with some certain things about it and you know, with Cincinnati being in necessarily, but like I'm not terribly mad about it. I wanna see what Cincinnati does good and you know, I, I wanna see how they how they perform in the college football playoffs. And ultimately no matter what happens tonight no matter what my opinion is i do ultimately just like i i say at the end of my show all the time i do want these teams to do well and i i do want them to do good just like i want Jameis winston to prove me wrong every time i every time i get called a Jameis winston hater ultimately i want him to throw for 70 touchdowns and no picks and so i can go on my show and and shut up so i want cincinnati to dominate and win but you know i have my opinions are my opinions and I'm ready because I think I came prepared. I know Bo did, and I'm ready.
0: (laughs) So, speaking of of Michigan State, this literally just broke. Um, Michigan State and and Mel Tucker agreed to a 10 year, $95 million contract, which is insane. Which I forgot who I was listening to. I think it was Kevin Sheehan. uh, He was talking about it. You're basically from right now what it looks like after that game this past weekend you're paying 95 million dollars to never beat Ohio State because I mean he's a good coach clearly he's a good coach um but it it showed the the distance between where Michigan State is at and where ohio state is at um but I like that Cincinnati's finally getting a shot that a small program is finally getting a shot um I know a lot of people's initial reaction or their response is always, well, they're gonna get blown out by 40 anyway. So you you've said that numerous times. Is they're gonna get blown out by by 40 anyways. So they should not be in that spot. Michigan State got blown out by 40, you know, against Alabama. Washington, they were in as a four seed, got blown out. So my my rebuttal is basically like, yeah, they might get blown out, but at this point we've seen power five schools get blown out. Just just give the little guy a chance. You know, he he's they're they've been good for three straight years essentially, and getting better every single year. And you know, finally, Cincinnati has a a marquee win this year against Notre Dame. You know, they took out Notre Dame, so that's, that they have that going for them. Um, I'm I'm in the camp of just give them a chance. If they get blown out by forty, they get blown out by forty. Um, but going into future years, and and also we we discussed this last night as well is if you're looking at a possible 6 to 12 team playoff that's going one of two ways you can either look at it as trying to give the little guy more chances whether you do a 6 or 12 team or just giving more power five schools those spots anyways i think uh i think i said it last night if we do a 12 team playoff the the committee will convince themselves to give eleven spots to power five schools, and they'll give the one G, the one group of five school, they'll throw them in there just because. they'll throw them in there as a ten to twelve seed. Uh, so what do you guys think, Mo, or Stu, I'll start with you. The ramifications for group of five schools like Cincinnati, like a you know South Florida, um a Boise state who were making their runs during the BCS and and got a BCS bowl win against Oklahoma. What, what would be the ramifications for the group of five schools if they go to a six- or 12-team playoff?
2: Um, ramifications, I, I think, I feel the same way that I feel about Cincinnati. But I'm actually – I hold a different take. Like, I separate the Cincinnati conversation and the 12-team playoff conversation because I'm kind of for a 12-team playoff. I, I do want to see it, and I think it would be something to see and to expand but and this is the problem and if you know zach mckinnell he's been on my show um he's in our college football group chat if he mentioned that you know that the committee would have to do some kind of way to make it fair because that's the problem i brought up in the in the group chat yesterday was the 12 team playoff is all fine and dandy and my point I brought this up when Jeff was on my podcast, when we talked about his rankings about a month ago, I said, Jeff, it's all fine and dandy that, you know, we do a 12 team playoff, but if there's four SEC teams, two big 12 teams, a PAC 12 team, uh, eight, two ACC teams and one school from a power of five, like not a single thing has changed from where we are right now. At this point in time, you're going to have fans asking for a 16 team playoff. So we get more, non-Power 5 schools. and It doesn't change anything. That's been my only problem with this 12-team playoff is, like you said, does the committee convince themselves that we have the power? Because somebody's got to stand up and say, no, this is how we have to do it. We have to put some kind of barrier on it because otherwise, I, I truly feel like, like you said, you may have, I won't say 11, but you may have 10. Like if we were using last year, for example, like you would have had probably ten Power Five schools, nine Power Five schools, and probably had Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and BYU in there, and and that's it. And it would have been dominated by the ACC, SEC, Pac twelve, Big Ten, and we would have been We'd have been crying for a, a sixteen or or twenty team playoff because it's it's still not fair. That's the problem I have with the twelve team playoff. That's the problem I have with the sixteen playoff. Is We've got to find some way that if we do a 12-team playoff, we get these other schools in there.
0: Mo, are you a fan of the
2: six or 12-team playoff?
1: I'm a fan of the playoff. I totally, though, I, I totally disagree about getting the, the group of five, more group of five schools in there. People want to see expansion. I don't really think it has much to do with the group of five, right? Like – yeah, Cincinnati's in, like, I, like for me, bowl games matter again, right? That's what matters to me. The New Year's Six bowl games are bad. They, they're bad bowl games. And you know why they're bad bowl games? Because NFL first, second, and third round picks don't play in those New Year's Six games anymore. Because those games don't matter. So, I think that if you make a 12-team playoff, you turn the New Year's Six bowl games into playoffs. So, now, we've seen Texas A&M beat Bama. So so, so we've seen Texas A&M beat Bama. So who's to say that it can't be a matchup? Who's to say we just all assume Wisconsin has zero chance against Alabama, but we've seen a, the, the Wisconsin of the SEC beat Alabama. We assume that, you know, this team won't have an opportunity, but, like, we watched Oregon beat Ohio State on the, at in Columbus. Like, so, and, and we watched Oregon also get smacked by, by Utah and lost to Stanford, lesser team. So to say that like it would take upsets, like we're talking essentially still about the 12 teams. The, I say you do it like this. You do the five, the, the power five conference champs. I don't care about record. If you win your conference, you should get an opportunity to compete for a national championship. If you're doing a 12 team playoff, you do the group of five, the highest ranked or conference champion, whatever. And then the rest are at large. And it's based on ranking. And if Cincinnati is the only group of five team that gets in that, I'm fine with that. Like, You set a precedent, but I look at it like this. Close the gap between the Power Five schools. Why? It's the same. It's Bama. Because Stu Stu likes three, right? Why does he like three? Because it's the same three teams competing for a national championship every year. It's Ohio State. It's whoever comes out of the SEC. And other than this year, it's Clemson. That's why you want to watch three because the fourth team, like even this year, whoever's at number four, we feel like has no chance. It doesn't matter what what school it is. No number four team has a chance against Georgia. But if you make those those New Year's Six Bowl games matter, you go back to BCS, you close the gap on recruiting. Think about how many different national champions we had during the BCS era. Think about how many different matchups we had during the BCS era. Because you made those games matter, the, the end goal for Ohio State, win the Big Ten and play for the Rose Bowl. If you were one of the top two teams it could play for the national championship, bonus on your year, but you played to play USC or Oregon every year in that Rose Bowl, and that mattered. T- to bite the roses and win that game, that mattered. Now the Rose Bowl, unless it's a playoff game, it doesn't matter because it's, it's essentially Ohio State wins the Big Ten, so it'll be Wisconsin or Iowa, whoever they play in the Big Ten championship this year, if that's how it goes. It'll be Wisconsin or Iowa versus Oregon. That's not really what you want to see now. And then Oregon has two players. Kayvon Thibodeau is a first-round pick, top-five pick. He's not playing in that game because, like, this will be the last game. This game doesn't matter. Whether we win or lose, I get nothing out of it. I don't have a chance to be for a national championship. Being a Rose Bowl winner when it's not a playoff game, who cares? Like, essentially, like, now, once, once that next championship is played, the season's over. So that's where I look at it is, like, I don't think – expansion is all about the group of five i think it's about closing the gap because if you tell a Wisconsin that they have an opportunity to compete for a national championship by being competitive and being a top 12 team then you might be able to snag more recruits from ohio state i'm not saying you kill ohio state but you close the gap you lessen the gap now Bama and george ain't playing for the sec championship every year maybe maybe old miss is a lot more competitive consistently maybe Texas A&M is a lot more competitive consistently because I don't have to win my conference to win a national championship but I also don't have to be a top four team top four is so prestige and I think if you expand it you make the bowl games that who do you watch new year six no thank you Rob do you disagree
2: but I also disagree, I also disagree you- with your point
1: Hold on, yeah. Rob. Rob, do you watch New you Year's? I'll let
2: you finish. And then I'll get to my point. I just
1: Do you watch New Year's Six Bowls? Not really, no. Not anymore, right? But you used to watch BCS back in the day, right? Oh, all
0: the- I was all in, in years, for every game.
1: The New Year's Day games when they played, you even watched the Outback Bowl, the Champs Bowl. Yeah. New Year's Day was like bowl day. Like, you know, you were, you were recovering from the hangover from New Year's Eve and you were watching bowl games or whatever. Like, that's what New Year's Day that doesn't matter no more. Nobody's watching the Outback Bowl. Scouts are barely watching it. They're all focused on December 29th or December 30th or whatever day that the four teams play for the playoff. All those other bowl games are obsolete for power five schools. Now we're watching Alabama AM and m play Navy because you know what? We support the little guys in bowl season, but now the power five schools ain't even getting loved during bowl season because none of those bowls matter. So I think, to me, it's not about group of five. I don't care about the group of five, if you want me to be honest. I could care less if it was 12 teams all from Power Five conferences. It closes the gap between Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson, or, and we could say Georgia, and everybody else. If you start competing for national now you have more of a pitch to get somebody to go here instead of going to Ohio State. Those games start becoming prime time and all that, but that's just me.
2: Okay, uh, real quick, I want to rebuke that mo you you may not care. like i'm not saying anything bad about the late but like you may not care about the group of five but anytime we hear the argument for a 12 team playoff 2013 when did we start hearing it not because Penn State got left out of the final four no we got we heard it because UCF was not a top four team when did we hear it last year again when coastal carolina and BYU were not you know high enough to get it we started hearing well let's get to 12 team playoffs because of everyone's fascination with schools like UCF and Cincinnati One, team. And, one and team. BYU. One you know, team. It was I'm, only one
1: I'm, team though. People weren't fighting for once BYU lost to Coastal Carolina, nobody cared about BYU going to the playoffs. It was all about, it's every year it's about one team. It's that one group of five team deserves a chance. So you can put one in. I'm good with the, the highest I'm rate. With one. I,
2: I'm with you, but no one screams about it because Auburn got left out or because Penn State got left out. Like the only time we ever hear about a 12-team playoff is when an undefeated group of five school plays really well, like a UCF, a a Cincinnati this year. Schools in the past get left out and everyone feels like they're cheated. Then everybody starts screaming for this 12-team playoff. Well, I agree with you, and I agree with your point. No one screams about it when Auburn or Penn State or Michigan State or Michigan gets left out. It's when UCF, it's when Coastal Carolina, it's when Cincinnati – are not in the Final Four that we start hearing, and everybody starts caring all of a sudden. About
1: but you know the why? Because those those you know why? Because the 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 Power Five undefeated teams make it. The, when we've never seen an undefeated Power Five team not make the playoff. That's when they start. If Cincinnati drops a game, guess what? Nobody thinks Cincinnati deserves to be in for the for. If Cincinnati was to lose Saturday, the Cincinnati talk would be done. Because they're undefeated, they're typically something that the, the 50 other Power 5 schools aren't. Usually, because and I get it, they don't have the tough schedule. They don't go through the gauntlet. They're not playing the Big Ten schedule. They're not playing the SEC schedule. I get that. But what they're doing is what we ask every team to do. Do what you can with what's in front of you. Win the games. That's what matters. Now, their style points in college as opposed to the NFL, you don't care if your team is 11-6 and six, or, yeah, 11-6 and six now. And make the playoffs. Like if they make the playoffs, you're good. Like you don't care about them six games that they lost. When we talk about NFL or NBA, like nobody's record is unblemished. But in college football, like style points matter. How you beat a bad team matters. How you beat a good team matters. Did you struggle? How long did you, all that matters? But Cincinnati is doing what's asked of them. Do we? Do you want Cincinnati to schedule? Because well, the SEC, Alabama still plays Vanderbilt. Alabama still goes and plays Alabama A and M late in the season. No, so we're asking Cincinnati. They went and got Notre Dame. They answered your call. They went and got Notre Dame. Indiana was supposed to be a really good team this year. Whether they were overrated, they, they they were a ranked team coming into this season, they were supposed to be good. They were supposed to compete with Ohio State and Michigan on that side to compete for the Big Ten. Whether you thought they were going to do it, they were supposed to. They scheduled Indiana. Like, they scheduled some games where you're like, okay, they're, they're doing better, but I don't want Cincinnati to play Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia all in the same year. Then that just that, that makes no sense. But the, the difference is they we're talking about undefeated teams. When BYU lost, nobody cared about BYU making the playoffs anymore. They were focused on Coastal Carolina because they hadn't lost, but nobody cared about BYU. So that's my thing is if Cincinnati drops, nobody cares. But people don't complain about the two-loss Penn State getting in because they have two losses. Like, what are you really complaining about? But they complain about it if it was a 12-team playoff. But with four, either you're undefeated or you're a one-loss conference champ. And typically – when, if, when if we have we had four undefeated teams? Like, we don't even really have four undefeated teams. I think that's happened, like, once. So, therefore, the argument is Cincinnati's undefeated. These other teams aren't. Cincinnati handled business. These other teams didn't. UCF handled business. These other teams didn't. And those games end up being non-competitive anyway. The one-versus-four matchup is usually a blowout regardless. So, it's like, you can put Cincinnati in there. But like Cruz said, you can put Washington or Michigan State or whoever. Ohio State them blew out Clemson. They had been blew out by Clemson. They had been blew out by Alabama. They beat Alabama. So to me, that's my thing is you don't – we somebody wouldn't want Cincinnati in there, but put Oklahoma State there. Georgia claps them just like they clapped Cincinnati. That's always my point is like, well, we don't want to see Cincinnati. Okay, well, put Oklahoma there and let them get clapped by Georgia too. What's the difference?
0: So we actually have not had a, a college football playoff where at least – one of the games was not a blowout. Yeah, it, was or, a blowout. it wasn't even relatively close. The closest we had was the first year, Ohio State Alabama, and then the Florida State Oregon game was close-ish. I think Oregon still ended up winning by eleven points, something like that. But it really wasn't even close. Every at least one game of the the semifinals has been a complete blowout, and two years in a row we have both of those where were both playoff games uh both semifinal games were complete and utter blowouts. So the this notion that the 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 small school is going to get blown out anyways because they don't play anybody. It just it, I I understand it sure for the first couple years of the playoffs. I I understood it. But when you have like 2 years ago when LSU won, they beat Oklahoma 63 to 28. Why not throw let, let Let's see if Cincinnati can be can put up twenty eight points against Georgia, assuming they run the table. the 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 issue that I have, and and a lot, I'm sure a lot of people have, is, is the money involved. You want the matchups that are going to provide the most money. Given it's the semi, it's the playoffs. They're gonna make their money regardless, no matter who that one four matchup is. They're gonna make their money. People are gonna tune in and watch it. The committee is hoping, they are hoping that Alabama beats Georgia in a close SEC championship game. Because whoever, if Oklahoma State runs the table and plays well and wins the Big 12, as long as that Alabama-Georgia game is close, that's their justification to offer no, no real pushback to have both of those teams in, and if Oklahoma State looks good the rest of the year, they're gonna bump Cincinnati. And that's what they're hoping. For. I'm sure that's what they're hoping for. Mm, I don't know if they'll do that though. I, I'm, I'm, I don't,
1: I'm with Mo. I'm with Mo. I, I, it's, I, I it's possible. So I'm not shutting you. I'm not shutting you down. It's possible. I just don't know under this circumstance if they'll do that because Cincinnati is undefeated. The committee up to this point has kind of told us that they don't factor the Big Twelve this year at all. Like. Oklahoma State has never been 5 or 6. Oklahoma was undefeated and came out in the first playoff 8. As undefeated. They were number 8 undefeated. When would an uh, Undefeated Power 5 school started off 8. And they were named Oklahoma. Like, this is a team who's been to multiple playoffs, has had some of the best offenses we've ever seen. And, and this school with that kind of with, – with one of the greatest offensive minds in college football right now, this school – Undefeated, didn't get the benefit down, got ranked number eight. So I don't know if they're really even looking at the Big 12 as real competitors or at least considering them competitive enough to justify putting them over Cincinnati. Like, I think I think the committee wants to see Cincinnati. I think what they have right now, Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, and Cincinnati, I think if all of those teams went out except Georgia, like you, would Bama would have to beat Georgia, I think that's the scenario they want. In whatever order, one, two, three, four – you know, I think if if Bama beats Georgia in a close one, they may have an argument to be number one or maybe Ohio State goes number one. But I think this is the four teams that the committee wants to see finish out the rest of the season. It, it makes their job easy. Now all you're figuring out is one, two, three, and four. But it'll make their job easy if everybody else – now you just non-factor. You put guys in five and six or whatever for kudos points his first two out.
0: Do you think if Alabama loses the the SEC title game, they'll still try to figure out a way to no, get them in it? No. Done. It, it, it's just like they're Clemson. Not.
2: Once Clemson got that second loss, I don't care if their name was was whatever. Like, you could pick any school. They lost that second game, they're done. Bama's the same way. I think people, people in the committee are going to say they don't listen and they don't hear what me or Mo or Zach or you, Rob, or – any of these other fans were saying, but they were listening. I I guarantee you, because I agree with most point. Like I feel like a big reason they wouldn't drop Cincinnati is they know they would get the heat of the lifetime. If they did drop Cincinnati, if Oklahoma state won out, it's the same reason that if they put Alabama in with two losses, the amount of heat, the national media is going to bring the amount of heat that, you know, podcasters like us would bring the fans would bring Twitter would. would probably have to shut down because of how angry people would be that a two-loss Alabama is in over a team like Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, who doesn't, who you want to talk about a team that doesn't deserve to even be in the conversation, in my opinion, Notre Dame, like those type of schools would have to be considered once Alabama gets that second loss. I, think, two two.
1: Loss, I think a two-loss Alabama. There is a scenario where two lost Alabama. I don't know if they get in for sure, but they have an argument. If Alabama loses to Auburn and beats Georgia in the SEC championship, I I don't want to say I guarantee that Bama gets in. But do you leave the SEC champion out of the college football playoffs? I? Yes, I, I'm with you, Stu. Like, once you get that second loss, I don't think you should qualify. Like, this four yeah. team is for one loss and undefeated people only. Like, I, regardless, I'd rather see Notre Dame in there than a two-loss Alabama. I'm sorry. This is a if – if we're going to keep this group exclusive, this is a one-loss and undefeated zone only. I don't care if you're two-loss – because that means you only set the precedent for the SEC because you won't let – A two-loss Wake Forest in, who wins the ACC, like, you won't let that happen. That won't even be on the table. You you probably wouldn't let a two-loss Ohio State win in the Big Ten. That's probably not on the table. So that precedent is only set for, like, Alabama. That's about it because they know how much money they would get. But I think if Bama was to lose to Auburn and win but beat Georgia in the SEC, I think Bama gets in. I still think it'd be Georgia, Ohio State. If Ohio State beats Michigan and wins the Big Ten, I think we're under the assumption that that happens and Cincinnati stays undefeated. I still, th- a two-loss Bama gets in at number four. Ohio State would be number one. Cincinnati would be two. Georgia would be three. And Bama would be four.
2: What if, a two-loss SEC champ gets in. Even if Oklahoma State dog walks Oklahoma, like if, yeah, let's say I mean, it, let's it say like, it's fifty, let's say it's fifty three twenty Oklahoma State over Oklahoma. You you still think they're going to look at o- uh, Oklahoma State and be like two lost Bama over Oklahoma State?
1: Yeah. If if that two lost Bama wins there, now this is if they lose against Auburn and win the conference championship. Yes, I do think so. Be- it's like we said, it comes down to money, and so beating the number one team. Like yeah, they might dog walk Oklahoma, but. Bama just beat the number one team in the country that we feel was unbeatable. At this point, like, they're not losing to Georgia Tech. It's not even going to be close. So, at this point, like, we, we feel like uh, – uh, but we feel like uh that Georgia is just untouchable. So, how can we – how could you think that they wouldn't do it? Like, they've, they've put two SEC teams in. they show. They've shown us so many things. I don't know how we wouldn't think that this is the four they want to see. And even if Bama lost to Auburn, I don't know if their hopes are all the way down the drain. I, I don't think they should be, but I can't say that they are, is is what I'm saying. Like, I think there's a possibility that it still ends up being Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, and Alabama. You put Alabama in at number four because you argue that the SEC champ was still better than Oklahoma state who dog walks Oklahoma because they already don't value Oklahoma. I wouldn't agree with it. I don't think it should happen, but I think it's a very high possibility that that happens. So like, that's the scariest scenario for the committee though is, is if, if uh Alabama loses to Auburn, but wins the SEC, that's probably the all time scariest scenario for the committee. Or if, if I think it's scary if Bama loses to Georgia. I think if Bama loses, it gets scary for the committee because is it Notre Dame? Because right now, Notre Dame's ranked higher than Oklahoma State. Notre Dame's ranked higher than Oklahoma. Is it Notre Dame that gets in in that fourth spot? Is it Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Cincinnati 3, Notre Dame 4, which I know who would have an absolute fit about? Or is it Oklahoma State? Like at that point, now you start making arguments about, well, Notre Dame's only loss was to number three Cincinnati. Oklahoma State lost here, lost here, dog walked this team or whatever. So I I think they want – Alabama to beat Georgia just for the simple fact it makes if Ohio State or Michigan wins Saturday the winner of that wins the Big Ten makes it easy they're in if if Bama beats Georgia both of them are in and if Cincinnati wins out they're in there goes your four and they call it a day it'll be so easy for their committee now you're just looking at one two three and four
0: I think if Bama were to lose to Auburn they would have to completely demolish Georgia to get that to get worse. beating the number
1: one team that we think is head and shoulders better than everybody else though. Like we don't think it, right now, we don't really think anybody can beat Georgia. Like obviously my Ohio state bias would kick in and i would be like, we have a chance but overall, like nobody, the rest of the world takes their fan hat off. They're going to like, nobody, they don't think anybody has a chance to beat Georgia. So beating the doors off of Georgia doesn't need to happen. Just showing that Georgia can be beat. Is it not even can be just showing that Georgia now took a loss? The team that we say is head and shoulders above everybody else, like they're already 20 points better than everybody, like in everybody's mind. Like they're already, they start the game 20 to zero. They're that much better than everybody. It's how a lot of people feel. So if, if Bama, who struggled consistently uh, and won close games, won a lot of close games, but struggled consistently with teams that were are used to seeing them blow out and they beat Georgia, I, I don't want, I wouldn't want to see it. I really wouldn't. I, I promise you. I would not want to see a two-loss SEC champion, but if there's one div- one conference that's going to get the benefit of the doubt, it's the SEC. They would have to, right? Like, like When is the SEC champ? I get it. It's it's a unique situation, but rules change based on who it is. Everybody doesn't abide by the same rules. That's just, oh, you know. that's just how it is. So I don't think Bama – I don't think Bama – I don't really know if Ohio State – I don't think Clemson – this year they, they screwed themselves, but – those perennial playoff teams, I don't think they abide by the same rules. I think they get a totally different benefit of the doubt than literally everybody else in the country. Like, cause they've been the consistent, they've been the constant in the playoffs consistently. So I don't think they abide by the same rules as everybody else. I think there's deeper exceptions for them. And if, if Bama was to lose to Auburn but beat Georgia, I'm not guaranteeing that they get in, but I definitely wouldn't be surprised. I'd be pissed, but I wouldn't be surprised if they still, that was their four, was Ohio State or or Michigan. Uh, Cincinnati, Georgia, and Bama because it, it's people beat their chest about how great the SEC is compared to the Big 12 or whatever. And they've out they've
0: looked past the Big 12 all year. So here's the thing if Alabama were to lose to Auburn, who right now is six and five, three and four in the conference, and Ole Miss handles business against Mississippi State, and those records don't change, Ole Miss is playing in that title game against Georgia because right now. It's a it's a game difference. They're 10 and... Although both, they'd both be 10 and 2. Never mind, I think, because Alabama has the yeah, win Bama,
1: over... Bama won last week. Bama won last week, and that ball... They, they're guaranteed that in the SEC
0: Championship. Win or lose... They, 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 they beat Ole Miss this year, didn't Yeah. Right? Win or, so, okay, win yeah, or yeah. lose in the SEC Championship. Remember. So, it, it's just... It, and also... No, I think a loss <laughs> either way to Auburn. Because Auburn's not a good team. I was not a good team this year. It's, the iron I bowl, it, it's different. It's the iron bowl.
1: It's it's rivalry week. There's exceptions for how games go. It's different. It is. When you play your rival, like we play just like, well, but we
0: should it. let Jim Harbaugh know then
1: that it's but different it's, for rivalry. Well, week. But, but, but if those games, when those games were close though, like it was different. Like even when, There were times in in, there were a couple of years where Ohio State was head and shoulders above Michigan and it came close, but it was because like it's a rivalry game. Like we expect them to do that. And then there were times where we weren't head and shoulders above Michigan and we beat them by 40 and everybody's like, well, what the hell? Like it must just be like Ohio State just has it over Jim Harbaugh right now. And we'll see Saturday if Harbaugh could get his first win. I don't really think anybody in the country believes so. Um I think they're kind of done with believing whether Harba- that Harbaugh could beat Ohio State. Like, he might get fired as the coach, you know, without beating Ohio State. But I think when it comes, it's just, bro, the playoffs get so w- – this is why you do 12 teams. Like, this right here, all them scenarios that we said is why you do 12 teams. Because we don't care about the group of five. We care about that one team out of the group of five. That's my whole point. We care about one. If you're undefeated, or even if Cincinnati had, like, one loss, we care about you. But everybody else, like, once they get that loss, everybody – like, if Cincinnati was to lose this week, I don't even know who they play. But if they were to lose, nobody would defend Cincinnati to get in the playoffs for the rest of the year. Like, it'd be done.
2: It'd be done. If Cincinnati lost this week, too, you're not going to hear – I of maybe maybe our guy Walker, you're not going to hear any Ole Miss fans screaming at the top of the hill saying – we need a 12-team playoff because we need in. You're not going to hear Penn State fans screaming at the top of the hill saying, "We need a 12-team playoff because we need in." It. It, you or or fans backing those fans, the fans of the teams might right. So like Penn State fans might, Ole Miss fans might, but the casual fans are not going to be like, "Yeah, you know, 12-team playoff. Penn State needs to be in there, or Texas A&M needs to be in there, or Mississippi State needs to be in there." It it happens every 2013. Last year, this year, I'm with you and I agree with you. I'm just saying the only reason this is even a conversation, the only reason this is a conversation is because of Cincinnati this year, because of Coastal Carolina last year. If I, Cincinnati I, had, I think lost this, part of it. this would not be a conversation coming up uh, next year,
1: but that's part of it. And I think what's growing on everybody. The other part is that these bowl games don't matter. You know what, you know what, you know what people are tired of seeing? People that were tired of seeing Florida play Oklahoma. That is a pristine matchup last year. And Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Toney, and their two, like three defensive players who were all projected to be third round or better draft picks didn't play. Those are that's what people are also tired of seeing. That these New Year's Six Bowl matchups that used to matter. Like Leonard Fournette, you know, back a couple a few years ago, he didn't play an LSU's bowl game. Why? Because it wasn't a playoff game. So he was like, I'm not going to play. You're seeing starters sit out these New Year's Six games that are really pristine matchups. Like, if we get a Wisconsin versus Oregon, that's a big matchup that we rarely would ever get to see in a New Year's Six Bowl. But there's no guarantee that Kayvon Thibodeau plays that game. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Because they're playing for What? To be the Sugar Bowl champs and that's it. Like you get nothing from it. Whereas opposed to when the BCS, when those like the Sugar Bowl used to be the Big 12 champ versus the SEC champ, unless either one of those teams were in the national championship, the Sugar Bowl was the Big 12 champ versus the SEC champ. It meant something to win the Sugar Bowl. It meant everything. The granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowl has now gotten watered down. Why? Because it doesn't have the same meaning. If it's not a playoff game, it doesn't matter. Nobody Do cares to watch the Rose Bowl. And like like Rob said. And we're a little bit older, you know, still so, so it hits a lot. We really lived that BCS era. But, like, bro, January 1st was, like, the holiday of all holidays. Like, you talk about, like, the opening weekend of college football. You talk about NBA on Christmas. Like, New Year's Day, all those bowl games, you had the Rose Bowl. You had the Sugar Bowl. You had the Cotton Bowl. You had the Outback Bowl. But those games actually mattered. I think that's the other side that people are tired of seeing is we do get these pristine matchups and players aren't playing. That's part of the reason why people want to see expansion because those are the top twelve teams that starters are sitting those games. Because what are they? What are you playing for? Where if Wisconsin was to play Oregon in a in a twelve team playoff, Kayvon Thibodeau is not sitting out that game, and there's no guarantee he may he may play regardless. But he's not going to sit out that game. Why? Because if I win, I go on to play another game to have a chance to continue to have a shot at the national championship. That's for me why I think make these bowl games matter again. Like you said, you don't watch the New Year's Six bowl. Because you might be like, ooh, Florida versus Oklahoma, that's a good matchup. And then the, the report comes out prior to the game that their starting quarterback's not playing, their five best wide receivers aren't playing, the coach might not coach because his you know, his NFL draft guys aren't playing. I think people are tired of seeing that in the New Year's Six Bowls also, and you eliminate that by expanding those games and just making them playoff games because that's what you would be doing. New Year Six Bowl games would now be playoff games. The matchups change because you do one versus T- you know, the top two get a buy or whatever, and then you do, you know, three versus 12 and fall down the line. But those are still like, you've seen the graphics, bro. Those would be fun matchups. Like, not all of those games would be bad. Yeah, maybe Georgia versus whoever would be bad, but Wisconsin versus Oregon, you know, Ohio State versus Oklahoma, uh, Cincinnati versus, I don't well, know. I don't,
2: I don't know. Game. who. Ohio State versus Oklahoma would get hungry. But
1: uh, on a consistent basis, though, and we don't know. On a a neutral field, we really don't know who will win that game. Like, I mean, we we would say today right now, Ohio State would dog walk Oregon, but at the end of the day, Oregon holds that they beat us. Like, when we did get a chance to play, they beat us. So, like, when it comes to those games, you really don't know. Those are different type of matchups that you're not used to. West Coast playing, Midwest, like, it's a whole different style of football. I just think, bro, if you had 12 teams, if we, like, had – well, the 12-team matchup will be an amazing – instead of watching the New Year's Six. And you might watch the game because there's a guy you you still got some last-minute scouting to do prior to the to the combine. Like, that's what you watch those games for. It's like there's a last-minute guy that I'm trying to scout. That's why I think the playoffs should be expanded. Let a group of five team in because that's all we're concerned about. We're only concerned about one. Last year was weird where you had Cincinnati, BYU, and Coastal Carolina. You'll probably never have that again consistently. So you're only worried about one. Let them in. Let them play, and then you start it. Bro, it. To me, it's about closing the gap, too. Like, if it's a 12-team playoff, if if three SEC teams can play, then Bama might not have the strongest pitch. I know they got Nick Taylor, but I get that. But, like, there might be another coach, a, LSU, a new LSU coach might be able to – well, you can also try one another championship here. Everybody doesn't have to flock to Alabama. So I, I think that matters, too. Like, Michigan – Mel Tucker might be able to close the gap between Ohio State and him because he could pull some of those recruits saying like, yeah, you can go to Ohio State. You can be third string, but people are opting to be. Look how deep our wide receiver room is. Those guys are basically opting to be third string guys instead of going to get the utmost playing time at Michigan State because I want to play in the playoffs and I want to play for a national championship. You will never get that unless you expand the playoffs. Or Michigan State gets lucky one year. Like this was supposed to, they, they've been to the playoffs once. This was supposed to be their year of luck. They were supposed to beat Ohio State. They'd already beat Michigan. Like this was supposed to be that lucky year for Michigan State. Recruits ain't going there for that. They're not going there for luck. That's why Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, that's why all those teams are so much more loaded and it's unfair. And, and five stars would rather be third strings for a year than go start at Purdue or whatever, because they know, like, if I go here, I have a chance at a college football playoff, a national championship, and every nationally televised game on ESPN and ABC that my heart desires. Where So now Purdue versus Michigan State, ranked 19 versus 25, really doesn't matter because they only got, you're watching that game to watch Kenneth Walker. But imagine if Chris Olave was at Michigan State, Garrett Wilson was at, you know, uh Purdue. Ohio State still had Jackson Smith and Jigba because they're closing the gap a little bit. Now that it makes those games better, it's more top-tier talent on the field if you make, if you expand the playoffs and allow these five to twelve ranked schools and even the guys on the outside continue to have something to play for. And I think it saves a lot of coaches' jobs too. I think that's an aspect that that if you're not getting to the playoffs in your LSU, you're not one of the four best teams, you gotta go. We won a national championship, now you gotta go. Well, like if you're if you expand it to 12, like you're gonna save some coaches' jobs. Now Mel Tucker's not gonna be you know, uh, evaluated based on being one of the four best schools and winning the big 10, he's going to be evaluated. Can you make the 12 team playoff? Can you only lose the Ohio state and get us to the 12 team playoff and maybe win a game or two? Like that's an evaluation. And certain coaches won't be fired. Like now you won't be calling for coaches jobs. I think, I think a playoff expansion would be good for the consumer and, and will be good for the sport period because bowl games really don't matter outside of last minute scouting that you're going to do. Stu, You do not care about those bowl games outside of the four teams
2: that are playing for the playoffs. I agree with you. That's what I was trying to say. My mic was muted. Sorry about that. But, yeah, like I said, I agree with you. Uh, My point had just been that, you know, the only time it it ever seems to matter is when that that non-Power 5 school is there. And I do think, and this is why, I'm not a fan of Cincinnati being in there yet, is what Mo talked about. Like everyone brings up the March Madness tournament for me. To me, every time they talk about, you know, the college football playoffs, they talk about Cincinnati. But ultimately, we've seen it on a consistent basis. The talent gap really in college basketball isn't that extreme, which is why you see a lot of the upsets that you see because of the talent gap. And that's the – I do believe that's the problem. And I do believe that's why I have the opinion that I have that Cincinnati would get beat by 40 playing Georgia. And I know Mo says like any team in the country would. I agree. I do agree. Especially Anybody at the, the fourth
1: league. spot would get yes. – like, I don't give Oklahoma State, I don't give any other Power 5 team, not named Ohio State or Alabama, a shot at Georgia. I don't care who it is.
2: Yes, and I agree. And I do think the, power, the that gap is the issue. And that's why I'm with the 12-team the 12, 12 playoff, and that's why I say the Cincinnati conversation to me and the 12-team playoff conversation, at least for me, in my opinions, are two totally separate conversations.
1: I still think Cincinnati has to get a chance this year, though. Like, if they win out, they have to get a chance. Like, it was primed set. I don't think there should be anything. There's nothing to me that Oklahoma could do, Oklahoma State could do, because the committee set the precedent. They've already set that. They don't really care what Oklahoma or Oklahoma State does for the rest of the season. They like what they've seen from Cincinnati so far. By default, because Michigan State got smacked by Ohio State, by default, Cincinnati's going to be number four. They didn't put... Oklahoma State at number four with the projection of like, well, if they lose, then we'll move Cincinnati right in there. They don't care about the Big Twelve this year. They think the Big Twelve is irrelevant, at least what they've told us up to this point. So I think Cincinnati should be in by default. If They went out and won their conference. Let them in. I don't care what happens to anybody else. I think this is the four teams they want in. They 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 hope that Bama beats Georgia, so that could be Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Cincinnati. Make their job easier. They, they they probably don't want Michigan to win, uh, just because like Michigan doesn't have Michigan ain't gonna bring in the money in the playoffs that Ohio State would, especially this year. Like Ohio well, State
2: Michigan fans will say otherwise.
1: But, yeah, but they don't. Like, they like. Ohio State may have the Heisman winner. I'm with it, you. It, he's going to New York. At this point, he bought his trip to New York. So they may have the Heisman winner, at least the Heisman runner-up is C.J. Stroud. They have the best wide receiver room that I see even t- right now. People are arguing the fact that it's crazy that nobody's eligible to win the Belitnikoff. Bil- award for best receiver and they got three the three best receivers in the country and neither one of them made it on the list they don't have the five-star running back who's playing just as well as kenneth walker or any other running back in the country so like they don't have they don't have ryan day like jim harbaugh he has more of a losing reputation in college ryan day's a winner like he's made it to the playoffs he's won a playoff game he's made it to the national championship like you know ryan day is a winner in in the country and he's lovable like everybody loves ryan day where people are, like starting to hate hardball and part of it is just because he's the Michigan coach like not a lot of people outside of Michigan really like Michigan let's just be honest like so those guys he's he's, he's right
2: there I'm not just for those of you watching I'm not Ohio I don't have a college football team and Mo but Mo knows this because I talk all kinds of smack about Michigan every single year because I don't like Michigan
1: yeah they're just but either way like I could make this about but what I'm saying is like i don't know i don't think the committee wants michigan to beat ohio state like i think they want to keep it where you you're gonna work they're gonna have to work overtime to sell michigan and then like michigan will get in as one lost big ten champ they're in but like they're gonna have to work overtime to sell that matchup. like michigan a possibility of michigan versus georgia like everybody at that point is like oh my god like michigan about to get murdered like there's no chance where at least like even if you think ohio state gets blown out You could see a world where, like, man, Ohio State could make this a game. Like, they got talent everywhere. They got five-star players everywhere. Ohio State has more five-star players on their roster than the rest of the Big Ten. Like, combined. They got more five-star players on their roster than the rest of the Big Ten combined. That's what matters. Alabama has more five-star players on their roster than the rest of the Big Ten combined. So does Georgia. So, like, those are the players that we really pay attention to. Those are the future. Three stars, you know, CJ Shaw was a three-star quarterback, but those five-star guys, those are the, you're scouting them hard. You want to be right because they're the first-round pick starting their freshman year. Like, you want to be the first person to hit on that five-star that he was a great player. So, I just don't think Michigan has, like, I think the committee would be terrified if Ohio State lost to Michigan. Like, I think they'd be a sigh of, like, God, we're going to lose, like, we just lost, like, $100 million with having to advertise Michigan playing Alabama or Georgia or whoever, as opposed to Ohio State like I think they just want I think this is the four they want it, it's the most intriguing you might even be able to set up where like a rematch of Alabama Georgia in the first round and then a you know an in-state rival of Ohio State it's not really a rival but an in-state match of Ohio State Cincinnati in the first round like you may be able to do that to kind of try and Guarantee yourself that Georgia versus Ohio State national championship or Bama versus Ohio State so you're not doing like an SEC national championship all over again. So, I mean, I think there's so many ways it could go, but I I think they'd be terrified if Bama loses or if the the world's worst for them is if Bama loses and Michigan beats Ohio State, oh, they're going to be in shambles. They're going to be like, oh, my God, like we really might have Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Notre Dame or Oklahoma State. That would be the worst playoff. I don't even think people will watch the playoffs like that. I don't. If that happened, if Michigan beat Ohio State and Bama lost to Georgia and the playoff was Georgia, Cincinnati, Michigan, and one of which Notre Dame, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma State, I don't even think people will watch it. It would be the least televised playoff games in playoff history. It probably college.
0: I, I, I think that's a stretch. I think college football, the playoff, regardless, is going to get views no matter what.
1: I, it's going to get views, but I, I literally think if those four teams were in, I think that would be the lowest viewed playoff games in in playoff history. It's a short history, but because it started in twenty fourteen, but I think it'd be the lowest. Those four teams, nobody wants to watch those four teams. You want to watch Georgia. And you, people want to see Cincinnati, but they're not going to be playing each other. Nobody wants to watch Michigan or Oklahoma State get in the playoffs. I promise you they don't. Like, nobody wants to watch. The only fully game that everybody looks forward to when it comes to Michigan is when they play Ohio State. It's the only time Michigan is in the top ten televised game every year is when they play Ohio State. And that's because everybody cares about Ohio State and those five-star athletes. Just think about it. Like I said, Ohio State has more five-star athletes on their team than the rest of the Big Ten. What you're talking about three or four nationally known players playing on on Michigan, where, like, you essentially know Ohio State's whole roster, whether you're Ohio State fan or not. Like, uh, their whole roster has gotten buzzed throughout the year, where, like, Michigan's like, oh, yeah, they got the running backs. And then, uh, you you I know, but, like, oh, who's the quarterback? Cade McCaffrey, McNamara, whatever his name is. And then the other guy, like, you know him from fumbling against Michigan State. Like, they don't have household names for players. Like, well, Ohio State has household freshmen. Georgia has household names freshmen. Alabama has household names that are freshmen, like young guys. Michigan doesn't have that. Michigan doesn't have the net. like their, their household freshman guys sitting on the bench. Like I don't think they'd want to see Michigan in, or or Oklahoma State, or like I think this is the four they want in. So they want Bama to be. They're going to be rooting for Bama against Georgia. They're going to be rooting for Bama against Auburn. They're going to be rooting for Ohio State against Michigan. And obviously, they just want Cincinnati to handle business. And this makes it the easiest for the committee. And this is probably the best four teams you probably could get in. You probably answer your own question by saying the four best teams are in. Who's re- What other team is really better than Cincinnati right now would be my question. Like These are the four best teams in
0: college football right now. I, I'd have to agree with you. I, I, I can't sit here and honestly say somebody like an Notre Dame. Like right now
1: the committee, based on United. them saying their goal is to get the four best teams in the country, Right now, they to me definitively have the four best teams in the country. And then and you know, a guy like Walker was like, Oh, Cincinnati gets dog walked anybody five through twelve or whatever. Yeah, you could say that, but those teams have two losses. Like, I'm not all concerned, like maybe Ole Miss does smack Cincinnati, or maybe, you know, uh, you know, maybe Oklahoma could smack Cincinnati if they played, but like Bro, the way they lost and, and their losses, like, yeah, I'm not going to go out on the limb and say that when the team has handled business and finished strong by beating SMU the way they did. If they continue to finish strong, I think these are the four best teams in the country. We could argue about conference and who you play. From what we've seen, to me, these are the four best teams in the country right now. So if they all continue to win, it makes the committee, at this point, you watch it, you wait for the playoffs, and everybody's excited to watch it. I don't think nobody will argue this being the four and these being the matchups. It'd be Alabama, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Georgia. Like, I don't think anybody would argue these matchups outside of the fact you think Cincinnati would get blown out. Like, that would be your point. But, like, anybody that you put at that fourth spot, I think we would assume would get blown out. So, outside of that, like, these would be the matchups you want to see. These are the four best teams right now. They got it right, finally. They have a ranking where they have the four best teams ranked in the proper order. One, Georgia. Two, Ohio State up to this point, Three, Alabama. Four, Cincinnati. They are the four best teams in the country today, and they are ranked properly. This is the first time where the, I don't think there should be a lot said about the committee. They finally got it right.
0: All right. Yeah, I. You know I mean, when when you keep going for twenty seven consecutive minutes and you don't I'm give sorry. us a chance to talk, I'm you sorry. know. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but yeah, you you made excellent points, and and honestly like like when you just ask who's better than cincinnati i can't honestly say that any team is other than the three ranked ahead of them is better are playing better football than them right now um yeah and and i keep going back to my point where i i just want the little guy to have a chance i, I really do they get okay, beat by 50 we, 60 points I, I i don't care
2: i feel like we've we've mentioned cincinnati but we haven't really dove in on the cincinnati point and you know, I've been the guy at the network that has been very vocal about Cincinnati and my thoughts on Cincinnati being in the college football playoffs. And there's three reasons why. And I feel like my three reasons have been very clear from the beginning. One is I, I don't think they've passed the eye test. Um, Zach talked about this. Zach McKinnell, again, talked about it in our group chat. You know, he said, you know, I mean, you everyone talks about Ohio State and how they looked versus Minnesota, how they were how they looked at the beginning of the year. But Ohio State now is the second best team in the country. I don't care how they looked against Minnesota week one. I don't care how they looked against anybody else or against Oregon. I don't care. Right now, they are the best team in the country. Since Notre Dame, Cincinnati to me has not passed the eye test. First half versus Murray State. They won forty-two to seven. Let me say that out loud. They won forty-two to seven. So the second half, they came out and cooked it. But the first half woes have been a constant thing. I'll get to later on in the schedule. First half versus Mary State. This isn't North Dakota State, James Madison, South. You know, South Dakota State teams that are competing for FCS championships year in and year out. Once where you can see eventually they're going to make the Division One jump. Right? That's not what we're talking about. What we are talking about is a three and five team at the time that Cincinnati played them was tied with Cincinnati at seven at the half. That's a team you want playing in the national championship or playing in a in a college football playoffs. They went on to play Navy. Navy. And only only lot only won by seven points. And you can give me this triple option stuff, all that Clemson like dog walks Georgia Tech every year. And they they ran the option for for so many years. So, you know, give me that all you want. I don't buy it. Then there's the Tulane thing. For three quarters with Tulane, it was a night, you know, going into the fourth quarter before they eventually pulled away. It was a nine-point game versus Tulane. Mo talked about it. He he touched on it with Oklahoma. You're going to punish Oklahoma, who was undefeated at that time, for a bad game versus Tulane, or it may have been Tulsa, a bad game versus Kansas and they were undefeated and you're going to, you're going to put them at eight, but you're going to say, we're going to overlook that bad game versus Tulane. And we're going to overlook this bad game versus Tulsa. And yeah, you beat, you know, Navy by seven, but Oklahoma, how dare you, how dare you not compete with Kansas or Tulane or, or this like, Mo talked about style points. These are teams they are supposed to beat by 20 points. And they're in close contest going into the games. So that's the first thing is, one, since the Notre Dame game, they have not been that same team. Everyone everyone in the group chat, or at least a lot of people I've heard, have talked about different times and different momentums, like different teams for Ohio State. The team that played Oregon is not the team you play now. The team that played Minnesota is not the team that's playing now. The team that played Notre Dame is not the Cincinnati team that is playing right now. Number two, I just – here's the thing with Cincinnati. I think – and Mo talked about it. They did schedule Indiana, and I can't fault them for Indiana only having two wins. That's Indiana's fault. That's not Cincinnati's fault. They can't control that. But for me, like, every dog has his day during the regular season, I feel like, and can get that upset. Like Akron, I, I have a picture up here on my on my wall at my parents' house where Akron like beat Michigan 30 to nothing. No one was gonna go say Akron was competing for a national championship that year. No. We we're not silly, we're not crazy, we know. Here's the thing with I want to see them compete against another like really good ranked team. Their only other option after Indiana had two wins was SMU. And I'm not really going to comp- – you know, I can't necessarily dog them for that. It's just like I would feel more comfortable, shall I say, with Cincinnati being in if they had beaten even like a – like named some ranked team in the Big Ten or some ranked team. Like it doesn't even have to be a top ten team. I just want to see them one more time after what I've seen from Tulane, after what I've seen them play against Tulsa after the way I saw them play, against Navy, the first half versus a three and five FCS school. Like I want to see how they compete versus a, another ranked power five school before I'm fully ready to put them into the final four. And then third, I, I, the talent, I mean, not their fault again, not their fault, but most talked about. It. There's a talent gap. There's a talent gap between Michigan State and um, Ohio State. Ultimately, it comes down to this. And I've said this multiple times. I, on New Year's Eve or on New Year's, just want to watch good football. That's it. I am tired of watching schools like Notre Dame go in there and get beat by 40 points. I'm tired of watching schools like Ohio State and Clemson and All these others are supposed to be good. And I I get it. Clemson got blown out too. Ohio State's been blown out. I'm not blaming just Cincinnati or just Notre Dame or just Washington. Yes, they've been the victims I've brought up. But I'm just saying that, like, all I want is to watch good football. And no offense to Cincinnati whatsoever. I just feel like with the three teams they have ahead of them, it would fare better for Cincinnati, I think even recruit-wise, to not put them in the national championship right now because if a recruit is leaning between Cincinnati and like Ohio State or like Cincinnati and Michigan and maybe Michigan plays in a bowl game and competes with Ohio State this week but Cincinnati goes into Georgia and gets beat 53 to 20 or gets beat you know 47 to 7 that recruit's probably going to lean towards Michigan even though Cincinnati played in the in the in the final four because they want to be embarrassed on national television. I don't, and then, I don't. I don't think so. And then there's another point of this, which the NCAA—they're not responsible to think about this. But Mo had talked about it. Everyone wants to watch these pro at these Thibodeau and all these others compete for in bowl games. Ultimately, what you're doing is, and I said this last year about Zach Wilson. You put Zach Wilson in the playoffs. Zach Wilson plays in Alabama throws five picks, he's not the third pick in in the draft or whatever he was. You put Desmond Ritter in there this year and he throws five picks or or four picks or six picks or two picks and plays terrible and has a 53% completion percentage and 122 yards, you're hurting his draft stock. And that part it's not the NCA's part to to you know care about. And I don't really focus on that part as much as I do the other three as well but those three especially the seeing a different team since Notre Dame game is the big reason I have questions and I'm very against Cincinnati
1: I mean everybody's against Cincinnati I just real quick I'm sorry so the whole, the recruit thing. No, I still, I think actually that recruit, even if he got beat, if he was at Cincinnati and they got beat 5320, he's still picking Cincinnati. Cause you know what Cincinnati's done that Michigan hasn't done, go to the college football playoff. That's going to matter. And the fact that the committee is allowing Cincinnati in means that being Cincinnati or being the top group of five school, I do have a chance. They would be stating the fact that I do have a chance. So instead of being a five-star athlete, sitting the bench, I'm going to go play for Luke Fickle over there in Cincinnati. And then, you know, uh, I get the eye test, but like nobody else has really passed the eye test outside of Cincinnati. But, and I get the draft stock thing, but what if Desmond Ritter is the number? What if he looks amazing against Georgia's defense? What if that game comes down to the wire and Georgia wins? You know, like you said, Cincinnati can't beat Georgia, but Desmond Ritter looks absolutely amazing. Now he looks like he might be the best quarterback in the country because he showed up for the moment. Like this was his moment and he showed up like, We've seen crazier things happen. The thing that Desmond Ritter couldn't have the game of his life against Georgia's defense, Alabama's defense, or Ohio State's defense isn't crazy. Are the odds against him? 100%. But we've seen that all these – well, not really Georgia's defense this year. But we've seen that situations like this, we've seen the the big guy get got by the little guy. We've seen quarterbacks have absolutely amazing performances against top-tier teams like this, and their draft stock went all the way up. So, like, I get the the projection. The odds are against them. But what if, like, don't you want to prepare for the what, what if Desmond Ritter fried Ohio State's defense in a shootout with C.J. Stroud? Desmond Ritter, C.J. Stroud trading touchdown for touchdown? I mean, I would hate it because I'd be on the edge of my seat and almost have a heart attack. But as far as you, like, you don't have an interest in the game. Wouldn't you love the possibility? Like, what if that happened? What if Desmond Ritter... It, while you're ranking – because you would watch Desmond Ritter. How does he fare against the top-tier your defense? You, you're the quarterback guy. So you'd be watching him. And what if he fared really well? Now he just made Stu's quarterback rank. It's absolutely hard because you were so sold on Matt Corral. But then Desmond Ritter did what Matt Corral couldn't do against that same defense. Like, it's, it's – I get the odds are against him, but there's always that what if. And what if Desmond Ritter looks absolutely amazing? We can say he looks bad. Then he does what we think he do. But if he looks amazing – you start looking at Desmond Ritter different, like man, his his stock. He starts becoming the Zach Wilson where we didn't know what he was prior, but after this game, he, he's my number one guy. So that's also a possibility. I'm all in for the what if we can play. We assume somebody gonna get their butt, with, but what if they don't? Right. And, and that but, what if is worth watching.
0: Yeah, and, and again, that's what I that was gonna.
2: And that's the part I, I I did say like that's the part I out of all the reasons I listed I care less about, but I want your thoughts, Mo, on this because. This is the main part, and this is the part that I believe in and is the reason is, like, I, I, I'll i go back to Ohio State. I remember when Ohio State lost to Oregon, and when they were close to to Minnesota, you and Jeff were ready to jump off a bridge and ready to give up on the season. But they've turned it around since then, and that, that's a different team, and this is the number two-ranked team in the country. The number two-ranked team in the country now, and that team that played Oregon are two totally different teams. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing I'm seeing with Cincinnati versus Notre Dame as the team that played Tulsa. No, and no. only won by seven oh. points. No, it's,
0: it's not though. No, because so so check this okay. out real quick before we we start wrapping this up. So you look at a team like Clemson played like boiled hot dog water this year. They struggled. There, I think they're 23rd right now. If they come out the gate swinging next year and rally off four straight wins, you know, and look impressive, you're looking at now a top 10 team or at least slow the creep in their way, getting closer than a top 10 team because they have the name behind them. Since 28, since the start of the 2018 season, Cincinnati has had a total of five losses. They're beating who's in front of them. They've lost to teams like Michigan. They played them one year. One year, their two losses came to the same team in Memphis back to back weeks in a, a regular season game and then an AAC championship game. That's that right there Let's is three of that. their that, a
1: shootout that game, too. right? Yeah, it was a great game.
0: That's three of their five losses in the last four years. So Cincinnati has to do more just to get a shot. They've been good for four straight years, they've been impressive for four straight years. I get it, they didn't look good in the first half against Murray State. They still won the game, ended up winning 42 to 7. They got it together.
2: Just Because, because it was on Murray State. I think it's safe to say. And I and I know people are gonna Mo will probably use the what if thing because a lot of people do. But he also talked about the talent gap, and that's huge too between Cincinnati and a team like Georgia or even a team like Ohio State. I would willing to bet most people if they saw that team, just so people know, I'm not one of those guys who are just like, Cincinnati's bad. I never watched Cincinnati. I have watched since Cincinnati's been trying to, since Cincinnati's been getting this hype this year, I've pretty much watched from the Murray state game on, I've watched all of their games and I've, I've watched them play. Here's the thing. If, if, they played the way they did against Navy. If they play the way they do, they did in the first half versus Murray State, there is no coming back forty-seven versus Georgia. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, it, it's right. gonna happen if, versus Bama. Not going to happen versus Ohio State. But, but Stu, what
0: if they play like they did against Notre Dame, where they're going into the locker rooms at halftime up seventeen to nothing?
2: One hundred percent. But I have not seen that team since that game.
0: But I what if Ohio too. State
2: shows
1: up the same way they did against freaking who do we what was it Tulsa like we bro we struggled with Tulsa like let's just be honest here like and I get it C J Stroud didn't play that game but we also had a five star backup quarterback with, with all the athletes that we had around it was no excuse like you know to struggle with Tulsa when you're Ohio State and are way better than everybody in as, as far as a Tulsa but we did and that was a knock all the way until us beating Purdue the way we beat Purdue and then beating Michigan State was the way we beat Michigan State was our final, like, okay, Ohio State's legit. Like, coming into I mean, this... And, and, and
0: you still beat Tulsa by 21, so... But,
1: and, but as, as far as how we came out, like, right. if we come out like that, let's say we come out against Tulsa, like how we did against Tulsa and Cincinnati comes out the way they did against Notre Dame. Like, can Ohio State still win that game by 21? I don't know. Because Cincinnati's a lot better than Tulsa. Like, we've seen bad teams. Cincinnati's way better than Nebraska. Nebraska had us on our heels. Like, that's all I'm saying is, like, and, and bro, give them a chance. Like to me, I get it. The eye test, and all, these are the four best teams. Like these right here, they have it right. And we could, the two lost teams who feel they're better than Cincinnati, all those people behind them, they, they could argue it. My thing is, Cincinnati puts up just as good a game against Georgia as Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, and what Wake Forest, I guess those would be the next like few teams that would be considered based on winning conference championships or whatever. So Cincinnati puts up just as good, if not a better matchup against any of these guys. So that's my biggest thing. Like, is that that's why I think this Cincinnati getting in and you feeling like if you want to argue if you're gonna argue Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, then there's there's there goes your expand the playoffs. That means you got yeah. three teams who should compete for the fourth spot. So expand the playoffs. That means you at least got six teams. At the very least, you got six teams that you think deserve a playoff spot, or you have two others that aren't named Cincinnati. So, to me, when you make that argument, like expand the playoffs at that point, you're you're asking for a playoff expansion without asking for it.
0: Yeah, and which ultimately, which is where what they're going to get to, you know, if not this season, they said if not this by this coming up season, then at, by 2025, or not until 2025, but it's going to happen eventually. Um, mainly for money, not just to get these smaller guys in and see what they could do. But um, that being said, Mo, go ahead and give um give the people your social medias and what uh, what project you have coming up.
1: Yeah, you can follow me at Upper Flames Pod on Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Mo underscore Cheese fifteen on Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, I got a show coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, you know, doing a hoop show for Dash Radio, so I got that coming up this weekend. Other than that, bro, i will just be looking to make appearances, talk football, talk shop with everybody. Um, you know, we got to see you Sunday coming up Saturday. I think see you Sunday. No overreaction Monday. Wah, nope. wah,
0: wah. We just, got we got more important things going on Monday night.
1: Sure, whatever. But, you know, wait, wait, wait for Washington football team to run overreaction Monday. Good job. Just one more thing you have to ruin the football season. Uh, but I hope y'all win just so it makes it even sweeter. I got, hey, I'll I, I, I tell you future projects. I got I got the biggest biggest thing for couch coach and, and you Rob if Dallas beats Washington. I promise I have something in my bag cooked up ready to go if Dallas beat Washington and it's gonna be a friendly beefy. Y'all gonna love it, but I got something cooked up tough for if Dallas beats Washington. Future project, by the way.
0: And what if they don't? Then
1: then don't it mean- just nobody the world won't see it. The world won't. You just, I got, it's cooked up already. It's ready to go. If they don't, the world won't see it. And then whatever y'all got coming for me, it's like, so I'm like, like you're like, going to
0: pull a walker and the world won't see you for a week. No,
1: no, 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 man. Nah, nah. Look, Dallas loses or whatever. Like I, I might like block you, but you know, I, the world will see me. You might not, but the world will see me though.
0: Yeah. So we definitely got that coming up. Uh Like Mo said, Monday, no overreaction Monday. Um, I got you. Catch me right there, FNC Pod on Twitter, Football and Chill Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're not doing a Washington Football Guys this Friday, with it being the holiday weekend stuff going on. We are doing a pregame show at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific Monday night, highlighting the the Monday night game, which hopefully ends in a dub. We'll see. Um Nothing really coming up in in the near future, podcast wise. Just with the holidays going on and work work schedule, all that. Um, I do. If you're into gaming, I do have a Twitch channel, but I am kind of focusing a little bit more on Facebook gaming uh, for certain reasons. So I'm on there, uh, Facebook.com/slash fnc live. Um, I do Warzone, Split Gate. Um, did a little bit a little bit of Outlast too. If you guys are familiar with that game, I'm probably gonna start streaming Madden at some time soon. But other than that, um, he he was with us pretty much the whole time, and we even said before we got on, we hope his connection stayed and it pretty much stayed till the very end. Our guy Stu, go check him out at Stu Pack Five. Um, he's on uh, the Morning Brew with Stu. That is at Stu Morning over on Twitter. Um, definitely go check out everything that everybody's doing on this network. Everybody's putting out great content. Um, I think Kenneth just put some betting a betting article out. Earlier he today,
1: yeah, he puts a daily betting article. Oh, he puts
0: a daily bet. Um, so if you're trying to win money, go do that. Um, with that being said, that is it for us. Mo, thank you so much for coming on. Stu, if you still, if you're at least watching, thank you so much for coming on. It was it was a great conversation. I uh, love having you guys on, and we will see you guys next time.